Blog Talk Radio.
everybody, and welcome to the Wisdom of Spirit with Rose and Winterbrook. And this evening, we have a special guest for you. Her name is Diane Garris. Um, we'll bring Diane on and Winterbrook in just a second. Uh, the Wisdom of Spirit is on every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and... I'm Rose Jimenez, your, one of your hosts, and your other host is Winterbrook uh, Ryan, and we're here every Thursday to bring you guys, I'm sorry, every Thursday we're here and we bring you guys a diverse uh, array of many different topics regarding spirituality, and metaphysics. Our topics are included but not limited to spirit messages, guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative medical healing modalities. We have a monthly meditation, which is every Thursday of the month. We also discuss chakras, divination methods, astrology, and much, much more. We invite you to join us every week. For more information about me, Rose, Go to www.readingswithrose.com, and for more information regarding Winterbrook, go to www.winterbrookmedium.com. Happy to have you here with us this evening. Hello to you guys who are in the chat room. Hello to everyone who's online and in the queue right now. We're having some technical difficulties here in the studio tonight, so if things aren't moving along as smoothly as they usually do, Blame it on studio tech difficulties. <laughs> um, Winterbrook, hello, are you here? I don't know, am I? Yes, you are. Okay, hi, If I Rose. say your name, raise your hand, please. <laughs> I know, sweetheart, but I don't know if I'm actually connected until you tell me I am, because you just are getting the listener, so. Let's just, let's just confirm you are, okay? Okay, cool. Hi, um, everybody. <laughs> You want to give us your activities and calendar for the next couple of weeks? Sure. That would be super. Um, I hope everyone's doing well in this very tumultuous energy that we're experiencing in the U.S. But some positive things, at least on my calendar, on January 31st, I'm going to be at the Voice of the Soul Healing doing an evening of spirit communication at this event did sell out the second day, so unfortunately nothing, there's no seats available. But on February 13th, I will be at Westbury Public Library. Now, this is a free event to attend, and I will be speaking about uh, what mediumship is and then giving a demonstration of mediumship to the audience. In March, I'm headed down to Florida to do a mediumship demonstration, a larger public one and then a couple of small private ones. And in April... Uh, we have the Spring Festival at the Eyes of Learning at Levittown Hall in Hicksville, preceded by one of my most favorite nights of the year, Meet the Psychics. And uh, there will be five of us working. Uh, Dan Ackner almost always does it. Uh, I'm not supposed to say who's going to be there, but usually it's Dan and Dee Cologne, myself, and then uh, two other psychics. So you get uh, treated to witness five uh, different professionals working. And it's a great event, so if um, you can, mark your calendar, save the date, Friday, April 21st. 
And that's my calendar for the next few months. That's it. Okay, lovely. Yeah, meet the psychics is great, folks. If you can, get there, get there. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, no, it's a very um, reasonable evening out. $15 for non-members, $10 if you are a member of the Eyes of Learning. You can also join that evening, which Eyes of Learning is a not-for-profit metaphor- metaphysical learning community. And I think the membership is like maybe 25 or $30 for the whole year. It's just to cover their administration expenses. And um, they offer programs every month. One, at least one program, and some months uh, we're lucky enough to get two. So uh, definitely a okay. wonderful thing to uh, participate in. A little bit of information on our guest this evening. Her name is Diane Garris, and she's an award-winning New Age recording artist, visionary, mystic, voice recognition psychic, and trans-channel medium who reads from the Akashic Records, a pioneer in the field of energy integration, Diane has helped thousands move forward by teaching them to connect the power contained in their chakras. Her music is guided meditation CDs and were independently tested and have earned, quote, the National Health and Wellness Stamp of Approval, quote. Diane is also an author and artist, my mouth is broke, I'm sorry, (laughs) an artist of Voice of the Angels. A Healing Journey Spiritual Card Deck, the first deck of angel cards with channeled messages, plus accompanying music, journal, and guided meditation. The angel cards are based upon and several books, including the best-selling award-winning finalists, Money and Manifesting and Money and Manifesting 2. Diane's new oracle decks are... Song of Om, the Integration Cards, and Oracle of Tea. These were released in 2006. Her CD, Mystics 9, an award-winning concept album, was released November 1, 2016. If you want to visit Diane's website, check her out at www.dianegarris.com. You can also visit www.dianegarrismusic.com and there's one more www.freeangelcardreadings.com and that's Diane and we're going to be speaking with her this evening if I can find her hang on Diane, welcome Hi Rose, hi hi Winterbrook Hi Diane, pleasure to meet you dear Well thank you, very nice to be here thank you for having me on How are you doing Diane? I'm very good, Rose. <laughs> very good. Okay, so why don't you tell us? I don't know where to start, so pick a spot. Why don't you? We did get a question. What is a voice recognition psychic, Diane? Yes, very simple, Rose. Um, voice recognition psychic is the voice is is um, the soul is contained in the voice. So I read from the Akashic records. And so when I hear the voice, I'm um, getting the soul. Uh, so that that is pretty simple. And tell us a little bit about the Akashic Records readings that you do. Well, you know, Rose, I don't do readings anymore. I mean, I've been retired for quite some years here, and um, my focus is basically my music. And 
as you know, yeah. yeah, as you know, the the virtual psychic fair. And thank you for being there. Um, but yeah, I stopped doing private readings a, a long, long time ago. Um, so yeah, but basically, the Akashic records—they're the library where the all of the soul information is kept, and um, it it does um, it is a library. So you just go in there and. And well, by the voice, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting the soul anyway. But, um, you know, everybody has. That's a big book. So, in a reading, right. you want to kind of go to a certain chapter, maybe. Um, you don't necessarily have to read the whole book. But uh, yeah, so that's 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 it. It's very simple. It's the library. Okay, great. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for the Virtual Psychic Fair. Diane brings us the Virtual Psychic Fair once a month. It's on a weekend, and usually a Saturday and a Sunday. We've got one coming up this weekend on the 22nd and the 23rd. I'll be there, plus there will be a lot of other psychics, mediums. There are lectures. It's actually a fair that you can attend online. You don't have to travel you don't have to leave your home. It's lovely, especially now in the winter. And there's so much to do there. So you'll see it on my page, uh, and I'm sure on Diane's page on uh, Facebook. I encourage everybody to stop by the Psychic Fair this weekend. Okay, well, Diane, you. uh, your music is beautiful. Uh, tell us about your music career, please. <laughs> That's a that's a long story, Rose. But you know, um, uh, I will in a minute. But what what was that music there in the beginning? Because that was absolutely gorgeous. That was voice of. Um, hang on, I I think it's voice of angels, but I don't want to, I don't want to um, misspeak. Yes, that is voice of angels, and that was written by a dear friend of mine, Diane Arkenstone. Oh, I didn't know you knew Diane. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. wonderful. Well, is that yeah, her you can, you know, If you know the Arkenstone music, you can almost yeah. hear it in that song. Yeah, is that Diane singing there, too? I don't know. I, you know, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said yes or no. <laughs> oh, well, it, was just, it was just beautiful, just beautiful. Yeah, um, I love that. And a lot of people through the years have said they, they love that song. Yeah, very, very soothing and really nice. Um, So my music career began at four when my mother decided to... um, Her brother was a concert pianist and music was very uh, important to to them. And um, my mother bought a baby grand piano one day when when I was was four. And then shortly thereafter came a blind piano teacher. And... uh, (laughs) Oh! Yeah, he was blind, and I just thought okay. the funniest thing. So, well, first of all, what do you know at four? But, you know, I I knew that he couldn't see, and he came in with the dark glasses, and I made him take them off. I, I said, take those off. <laughs> I want to see your eyes. <laughs> and he he was amused. I think he was slightly startled. Um, so he did, and... Um, and then I I looked in there and you know I couldn't 
I couldn't see his soul because, you know, the eyes were clouded over. But I said to him, um, you know, I have the soul from the voice already. So um, I said to him, how are you going to teach me this? And he said, well, we don't, we don't need to be able to see to to play music. All we need to do is be able to feel it. And then he took my hands and and I and I just got it. So um, that's where I started, and it was just this whole love affair ever since. But I also played the violin, um, first chair, first violin for many years. So um, it just. But the piano really is. It's my love. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's my love, <laughs> my first love. That. At 10 years old, I begged my father, who was a musician, to buy me a piano, and he did, and I was overjoyed. <laughs> yeah, and it's a joyful, um, because, you know, you're connecting your hands, your mind, body, spirit is really what's happening there when you're when you're uh, composing music and playing music, singing. Oh, I like the tracks like. That was, that was my passion in... Uh, Middle school and uh, high school was the piano. Really? Yeah. Piano trifecta here. How wonderful! And do you still play Winterbrook? No, I do not because I had to give it up. I had to choose either the saxophone or the piano, and my mother liked watching me march down Main Street in the high school marching band, so I stuck with the sax. (laughs) But I always loved the piano. And I wanted to play saxophone, and my dad was primarily a saxophone player, and he said no. He wouldn't teach me saxophone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, he, he wanted to teach me guitar, but I, I, I had no interest. When I heard I had to cut my nails short so that I could hold down the strings, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, guitar never interests me either, dear. So, like so I'm like. sorry, I'm a girly girl. I need my long nails. I will not sacrifice long nails for music. <laughs> so we're three musical ladies here. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know what else I want to talk about, Diane? Your oracle decks are gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you, Rose. I'm partial to the oracle of tea. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Where did this uh, come about? Oh, goodness. Well, in 1993, um, I had a guided meditation uh, channel to me, and um, the cards, the original angel cards, Voice the Angels cards, were, um, they're all scenes from that guided meditation. And then there was music, and then there was a journal, and then there was was a you know just you get the guided meditation you get the journal you get the CD um, everything went together um, so it's a healing journey and um, so that was ninety three ninety four I hand drew those angel cards and then I I um, fashioned them with crystals and gemstones and all kinds of interesting things and then I had them photographed well. In 1993, we didn't have digital printing, <laughs> and uh, so they were. It was very expensive to uh, produce a deck of cards, you know, at that time. I mean, 
So I, I had to wait until about well, I think 2005, and um, and that's when I, you know, flash programming came about, and um, it got a little bit cheaper to to produce a deck of cards, and so you know I printed them in. Um, for commercial purposes in 2005, and then um, you know everything's just kind of, kind of an offshoot from there. You know, in my life, everything goes together. Everything is multidimensional. It's what I teach people. It's you know we're not flat. We're not linear. We're you know take everything in your refrigerator and do something with it. Um, that's what I've done in my life. So everything goes together. Everything has a connective thread. Everything's multidimensional. So my oracle decks are not just oracle decks. They always have something to do with something. So oracle of tea, um, I'm Greek, and I'm 100% Greek. And my mother uh, used to read, you know, we call them Greek coffee grounds. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, I, I know that funny uh someone i i knew used to read turkish coffee grounds yes same I thing similar. yeah same thing and um and my mom was very much into the esoteric arts although she didn't embrace you know her gifts in herself but um i remember going to a tea leaf reader i think she might have pointed me in that direction and it was pretty interesting, and I thought, well, you know, how does this woman get this out of a teacup? And so it always fascinated me, and I remembered it. And as things were evolving here, when I was doing the Song of Ohm deck, which is, those are all song titles from my CD series, and then I animated those, and so they all everything came alive, you know. So when you go to the animated reading, which is on... I do have it on virtualpsychicfair.com. I have it on, I think, it's, well, it's on freeangelcardreadings.com as well. Um, but when you go there, you can get an animated reading with all of the decks. And so, you know, my goal since 1993 was to make these everything come alive because that was the way I was seeing it. It was all moving. It was all 3D. It was all alive, you know. And so... Um, so I did um, Song of Ohm, I want to say at the end of 15, maybe maybe it was the end of 16, I don't remember. And then um, the integration cards, which are, um, they delve into the chakras. And you see, our, I, uh, chakras, the way they were taught by, you know, I think it was Barbara Brennan that we can credit for mapping out the the chakra system originally in the in the late 80s, I think it was. Um, you know, the way that the, that schematic was brought to us, it was flat, it was linear, and um, chakras, you know, the way it was taught, cone, chakras are cone-shaped, and they're pointed at the you know middle, and then they connect up to the spine. And I never saw them that way, the way I always saw, and I do see chakras, so the way I always saw them, it, they were kind of like flowers and they were in layers and they were undulating and they were dancing and they were doing a chakra dance. And um, so that's the way it, 
you know, I, I always saw them. And so when I did the integration cards last year, I did them in in layers. So, so for example, we have chakra one, our root chakra, but it's not just chakra one. It's one, one A, one B, one C, and and same thing for chakra two, one A, one B, one C. Because what I'm trying to teach people is just start seeing your chakras in layers because a lot of things. You know, they're not just energy centers where we have energies that we can do things with. They're in layers, and so a lot of energy can get hidden and stuck and kind of um, stagnate in there. So we want to start seeing them as layered um, energy centers rather than just, you know, cone-shaped or flat or, or a certain color. They're all, they're like snowflakes. <laughs> so my, you know, my heart chakra maybe looks a little bit different than yours. So it's important to start seeing them in layers. And, and one of the things I, I have to tell you, you know, when I was making the cards, I'm like, wow, this kind of hurts my brain <laughs> to, to kind of <laughs> stack them this way. Because I don't think anyone is addressing it or has addressed it this way. And I thought, well, wow, this is very interesting because, you know, it's making me, it's making me integrate, you know, as I'm making the cars, it's making me integrate. So it was very interesting. And they're very beautiful. We're having... Um, they are. They're gorgeous. I love the colors. Thank you. Um um, but like I said, you know, I, I want everybody to start looking at their chakras in layers. That's the purpose. And we have I have a woman that is taking the the integration cards and she's making these beautiful, wonderful, uh, amazing meditations out of each card. And she's doing that um, on Thrive Talk Network Radio. And so, but they're making what they're doing is they're making the the meditations available as a video too so it's like a whole multi-dimensional experience and you know when they send me the meditation and I listen to it I'm just blown away I'm like wow you know um and uh, it it's just amazing so she's taking every card making a meditation out of it and then we're going to actually do you know, after I started hearing these, I was like, wow, you know what? I think this is a CD. So send me the meditations. I'm going to make music to the meditations. And then, um, I, I mean, I'm just, they're just wonderful. I can't say enough about them. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, That's great. So, yeah, they're amazing. Um, really you can ca- I'm sorry. And it's funny about the chakras. I've never heard... In, in in learning about chakras and having people speak about chakras, I never heard anyone say what you said about the layers, and that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean nobody's teaching it, but I I've seen them that way since you know I was five, and and when I came across the Barbara Brennan material, I was like going, well, I don't think so. I I, I don't really get it, you know. When I looked at her schematics and 
But see, she was a NASA scientist, so she was very linear in a lot of ways. And that's fine. You know, she gave us the basic map. But I never, ever saw them that way. And um, when we start looking at our chakras in layers, we can start really getting to our, you know, getting to the root of really what's stuck in there still because everybody needs to let go of woundedness, let go of victimness, let go of all this stuff, get to the root, and get on with what you came here to do, you know. Um, I feel like I, and I know that I'm not, but, you know, I feel like I've been on this journey by myself for a really long time, you know, starting so young, and um, now it makes me very joyful to find other people that are, you know, getting it and doing it and coming together to raise this consciousness up. And um, so we can't do that if we're stuck in in woundedness, you know. I mean, it just can't happen. So get over right. all of that and let's get on with it, you know. Okay. Time to do what we came to do. Right, right. And... It reminds me of the message I got from Spirit on December 21st regarding 2017. It was like, be authentic. This is the year to be authentic and be your original you. Uh, Because everybody has different, everybody up until this point is trying to be like everybody else and do what everybody else did before them or do what everybody else is doing. And the bottom line is each one of us, we're as different as snowflakes. And... Right now, in these times, especially in this new year, the world needs what each and every one of us truly is. Our unique abilities are necessary now in this new time and in this new age, and that's what we have to strive to be. Be uniquely you and authentically you. I agree, let go Rose. Of the fear. Yeah, huh? let go of the fear. Let go of the fear. Absolutely, and I, I totally agree. It's it's totally right, um, totally. And, you know, like I said, you know, I felt like um, oh, I've been doing this myself for a long, time, long, long time. And now, um, now is the time, you know, like I said, I'm obviously I wasn't by myself, but I just didn't meet any like-minded individuals. And, you know, back in 1993, when you're talking about angels and you're talking about channeled messages from angels and nobody was doing it. There wasn't any Doreen virtue. There was no one was doing this. And um I was basically laughed out of publishing. It was like really? What do you mean channeled messages from angels? Come on. <laughs> what do you you know, what do you mean multi dimensional co creating? What do you mean? So, you know, was this that's where I'm saying I, I, it just wasn't it wasn't happening back then, and I'm sure it's the way Barbara Brennan felt when she mapped out the chakra system. You know, it's like yeah. you're a little you're a little bit kind of out on the limb. But I will say, like for example, and this is this is for everybody. So there's been a lot of misinformation that was taught about chakras, and one of those. Because what it is, is everybody's just sort of, you know, taking a deviation from what something else. Well, 
what's really true is that uh, this, I think it's just a good example. A lot of people were taught that the energy of creation is in the sacral chakra, meaning the second chakra. And, you know, I still hear people today, you know, that's very deeply ingrained. And I'm, when I started teaching manifesting in 2005 or six, whenever the secrets came out, and I was going, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, the, but they weren't teaching anything about about um, this, the energy of creation, our divine right to create, is definitely not in our second chakra. Our divine right to create is in our root. It's in our root chakra. So if you think about the way that um, we are biologically designed to create, how do we don't create a child with the with our brain and we don't create a child from our second chakra we create a child from the power of two the co-creation um and in our root then that energy comes up it gets housed in the second it gestates in the second and yes then it you know gets born but you know, we have a lot of clues from nature, and I think people um, kind of miss that sometimes. It's very simple. The energy of creation is in our root. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're And we're blocked at the root. As a mass consciousness, we are blocked at the root with our um, illusions, perceptions, and belief systems. I'm not talking about traditions. I'm talking about deep-seated belief systems that were handed down generation to generation to generation. And now is the time not just to be our authentic selves, but to actually embrace um, all of that and go, oh, okay, get out, get out of the fear, just like you said, Rose, get out of the fear, understand what we're doing here, get out of victimhood, get out of woundedness, and do what you came here to do, but have some, try to have some true. understanding. Yeah, have some Very understanding of, uh, of yourself as as mind, body, spirit. And yep. every everybody talks about that, and nobody's really teaching how to connect those dots. So that that's what well, that's what I'm about. To talk, but not teaching, like they say, you know, lead by example, teach by example. A lot of people can't get past their fear. They can talk about it, but they can't get past the fear to apply it to themselves and live it and do it. And that's what we have to do this year, this new year. Apply it I agree. and then live it and teach through example. I agree. And, you know, one of the things <laughs> is that... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Diane. Well, well, one of the things is that, uh, see, when I say, you know, we create from our root, we have to understand what, what energies also live in the root. It's not just um, the energy of creation. So you have the energy of money. You have the energy of creation. You have the energy of m money. You have the energy of um, tribal um, tribal belief systems. You have the fear you have the primal fear. You have survival. So uh, there are other things, too. So money, power, relationship, um, 
you know, tribal instinct, survival, all that, and creation. They're all living in the same house, right, in first chakra. So a lot of times um, one of those in one of the layers can get kind of prevalent and some things can get stuck there. So the root chakra is, like, super important right now. Indeed. We're going to start taking calls now. We have people in the queue who have been waiting patiently. And, Diane, if you want to chime in, just feel free. Or if anybody has questions for Diane, let us know. 312, you're on the air with Rose Winterbrook and Diane. Hi, my name's Karen. I'm calling from Chicago. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Thanks for calling. Hi, thank you. Um, I was wondering if um, if uh, what you get um, – I, I have a question. Um, I am um, – I am consulting right now, and um, I'm wondering how long do you see me at my present um, position? Um, there was a woman that didn't come back to work, and they I thought maybe I would get her job, but instead they gave it to someone who um, is like the office gossiper and just a real – but she has been there for quite a long, some time. But I'm wondering if you see me going in another department or moving on. Okay, my guy just said they owed her, so that's why she got it. They owed her from oh. previous. Oh, With okay. you, I'm getting a three. So within three weeks, three months, you should be getting something permanent. Oh. Oh. Will, 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 she, will, will it be with her or in another department? I'm not getting where, what, why, but I'm just... Getting told three weeks, three months, you are permanently in something. Oh, Wendy, okay. you got anything on this? Uh, only that um, I got a quick vision that the woman who was promoted is going to yes. try to box you in. Oh, like, like dump a lot of work on me? No, I mean like kind of push you aside, box you oh. in. Uh-huh. I'm not so sure it'll be so hospitable. Correct. That's that's Correct. what I'm getting. She's going to try to, like, basically push you aside or, you know, put you in the corner, box you in, so that you um, you you have no um, importance. Oh, okay. So you might want to kind of look if there okay. are other opportunities. Um and okay, and I have a gentleman stepping forward, and um, I want to put this gentleman about five foot eleven. Oh. Um, okay. Now, I I feel like he's a mentor. I I'm not really getting a strong dad vibe, but I feel like maybe an uncle or a godfather, mentor type. Is this ringing any bells? Um, it could be like my college professor. I didn't really have any uncles that were close to me. Okay, okay. So college professor, were you uh, close to him as far as? Yes. Okay, that's what I'm getting then because, as I said, mentor or because I just wasn't getting a dad vibe. And um, he said, I'm see, he's, sho- he's shoving a res- the, the word resume on a piece of paper oh. in front of my mind's eye. And he said, tell her to get it together. Um you went through something similar when you were a sophomore? Was there a situation yes. with a class? Yes. yes. Okay, so yes. he's reminding you of that, um, that, that 
experience, and I feel like it's it may be repeated with this situation, obviously slightly different parameters because now you're in the working world, but he said uh, you're, giving an, uh, you're being given an opportunity to handle it a different way, one that's, that it gives you, ignores a bigger benefit to you. Okay. And he's behind you. He said to let you know that uh, if you start looking and all of a sudden you feel like you're, you're Get pull, your attention gets pulled to something, that's him. Okay. He's going to be working with you to help you out on this one. You're going to do well. He said she's a warrior, Winter, so make sure you reassure her. Everything's going to be worked out fine. You're being looked after, and he's he's taking a hands-on approach with you on this. Okay. Okay. Thanks so, so much for calling, yeah. Karen. Have a good weekend. Take care. You too. Thank you so much. Six three zero, you're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook and Diane. Hi. Hi. What's your name, dear? Uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. What can we do for you? Lisa or Lita? Lisa. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Thank you. Hi. So yeah, I just had a quick question. I was looking for um, a position, part-time work, and I just wondered if you see. Um, Anything coming up soon for me in that? Are you with a temp agency? Uh, no, no. You need to no. do that. Uh, my type of work is nothing like that. That would be lend itself. But, um, you know, I was offered a position, but it didn't seem like the right one. But um, I just wonder. I'm if, getting within you know, a month, honey. Something's coming up within a month. So... Do you think it'll be a good fit? Because I'm really looking for something that's going to be, you know, good for both parties. You know, a good fit. It's private employment. You know, it's not like a company or anything. But um, I really want it to be a um, a good fit. That's why I'm being particular. I don't know, because they're talking about stepping stones here, so I don't feel it's going to be something that's going to be such a good fit that, fit that you're going to stay there and get the gold watch. It may propel you into something else that will be a good fit. And I want to chime oh. in, because when Rose is getting stepping stones, why the reason I asked you, said to you, you need to be at the temp agency, is because I see you going, spending a day here, a couple of days there, in other words, doing a bunch of little temp jobs that parlay into where you find a permanent. So that's why I thought it was a temp agency and Rose is getting stepping stones. So you think within a month then I should find something? They're telling me within a month. Uh, sometime in February. Maybe okay. the end of February, but yeah. Okay, so you don't see then anything in the next couple weeks, a little bit more time? No, I don't. Not sooner, no, no. Okay. All right, I just wondered, and, um, you know, I, I kind of am looking for something for a few months, so I guess when you say temporary, yeah, it's not like I'm looking for a really, really long term, but um, I just want it to be a good fit, though, still, even though it won't be something long, long term. Good fit's definitely coming in the future, but it's not going to be the next job you take, is what they're saying. Okay, so you don't think then it would be like um, there might be other things before then or there just won't be anything? 
I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. What, honey? Um. Okay. So then, do you think it would be good though? What it, whatever it is, that I'll be happy with it. And. Well, months, uh, we're not talking about contented, you know, loving the job. I mean, you're going to be okay with it. As we said, it's a stepping stone. You're getting there. You will be getting there. But right now, it's to keep the flow of income coming in. As far as you being happy and loving it, not quite yet. You're, you're on a stepping stone to that job. You understand? Okay. Yeah, because I, you know, wanted to retire later in the year, so... I just wondered if you see that, or do you still see me working still? Right now, I see you working for the end of 2017. Yeah. I got to move on, honey. Thanks for calling. Take care. Have a good weekend. 505, you're on the air with Rose, Winterbrook, and Diane. Hi. My name's Patricia. Thank you. Hi, Patricia. Thanks for calling. Hello. My question is, I um I'm a little discouraged. I have been um like an advocate for a sister of mine who was in a nursing home. She's had some really bad combative issues and they've had to send her to a behavioral health center. I don't think the nursing home is going to take her back. And I've been the only one in the family to be the personal contact for her. And I'm getting to the point where I don't want to be involved anymore. It's it's really becoming taxing on me, and I just um, want some freedom uh, because, you know, eventually I want to move and, and get a new job and so on and so forth, and I wanted to see what you what you feel about that, what spirit is is uh, guiding me to do. My guides are saying you got to delegate. First you have to set your boundaries. Then you have to delegate. Yeah, it's a heavy, I heavy am. burden. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and don't take no for an answer. <laughs> it's like, you have done this, Shami. You have done so much. You're really in a state of exhaustion right now. So yeah, I'm ready to move on. Speak up. Ask for help. Um, and and you'll get it. I'm not saying you're going to get all that much, <laughs> but you will get help. So somebody Patricia, else up in. Patricia, yes. is your sister and been adjudicated incompetent? She she is not. Um, yeah, she's incapacitated right now. She can't. Yeah. She, has she, she been adjudicated incapacitated? What does that mean? Uh, has a judge or a court found her unable to handle her own affairs, and she's got a guardian? Um. She cannot handle her own affairs, but as far as having a guardian, she does not have one yet. You might want to think about that. You can, um, if she's at that point, you could, you know, have a guardian appointed through the court, so that there that is. That I would have no idea. It, yeah. Would there be somebody? You have to a lawyer, and and the, they could help you with that. Yeah, the the court it has to be would, done with lawyer. All right, the court would um, appoint. A third party, if no one in the family was willing to um, step, you know, could step up, right? Uh, and if you talk with the social worker, the caseworker handling her case, I'm sure she has one, um, she should be able to guide you. Are you what, what, what state are you calling from? 
I'm in New Mexico. New Mexico. All right. So I'm assuming she has some type of caseworker. Yes. She does. Okay. So go if if you're unable to take and it's a big responsibility, like Rose pointed out, um, and she's incapacitated and she can't handle her own affairs. Perhaps the next step is a guardianship. I don't know. At New York, we call them guardianships. Uh, I don't know what they call them in New Mexico, but talk to the caseworker. All right, so that that's just my, my advice as a former elder law attorney who used to handle matters like this in New York. Now, um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I have a woman stepping forward ever since she got on. <laughs> Would you understand a grandmother in spirit? Yes. Okay, and would this be mom's mom? It could be both. Okay, I really think this is mom's mom, I'll be honest. I feel very maternal line of the family with her, and I feel that she was a smaller statue. She wasn't very tall when she was here. I want to even put her around 5'2". Yes. Okay, and um, she did have a few extra pounds on her. She's blushing with me, okay? (laughs) And um, she needs, uh, she's going to give me some more evidence. She's a lovely communicator, but she needs me to tell you how much she loves you and how much they have been supporting you from spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of gratitude comes through as well. She'd like you to make sure the loose ends are tied up and not for you, to ha- for you not to have any guilt about needing to take a step away. Just, you know, put it in the hands of professionals. Okay, so there should be a professional guardian instead of a family member. If no one's willing to do the job, absolutely. Okay. All right, and you tell her, our grandma's saying it's only going to be a couple of more months if you start the ball rolling on this. Okay. All right, this will is what she grandma- be taking? Will she be taken care of for the rest of her life? I just don't want her to have a, you know, be homeless or... Or anything well, like not that. if she's got a court-appointed guardian. They have a legal, um, you know, they they would have a legal responsibility. They'd be monitored by the court to make sure that her uh, basic needs are met, shelter, et cetera, et cetera. But you okay. need to talk to someone about, you know, I don't know what her incapacity is and things like that. But um, so just go that route. That's that's my, my human advice for you. And But for Grandma coming in, um, She said it's going to be a few more months, and the family in spirit. Now, Grandma had a couple of sisters as well. Do you remember? That I don't know. I never met her. Okay, because there's a couple of ladies with her, and I feel that they're aunts to you, all right? So maybe that's why if you never met her and didn't know, I had to ask you if you knew that, uh, because there's two ladies with her of similar size, the way they're presenting themselves, and... um, so they're kind of this three little old biddies, although your grandma <laughs> to smack me at the side of the head saying it that way. Um, and they're just kind of gathered around you, supporting you. And they said sometimes you have a tendency to want to give up right before you reach the finish line. Do you understand that? Yeah. You yeah. exhaust yourself. You do 150%, 80% of the way, and then you're done. So and saying, that's why the first thing that came out from my guides was boundaries. Set those boundaries and don't drop them. Okay. So what they're so saying is... Get a large feeling of exhaustion. Okay. It's a little bit longer, and they're going to support you from spirit, and you can just find the right professional, and then you can start stepping back. Because to do it in any other way, you're going to feel guilty. 
and you're not going to Sorry, guys, we got to move on. Thank you for calling, Patricia. And Thanks, uh, Patricia. by the way, Diane, if you have anything to add to what Winterbrook and I have been telling these people tonight, by all means, chime in or, or let us know. Oh well, thank you, Rose. I'm I'm here. You're and retired, psychic. I'm sorry. But I know you're retired from the psychic reading, but you know I don't think we ever really retire. Well, Holy. you know, once in a while, spirit will prompt me really strongly to pipe up. So um, I'm here and I'm I'm attending. So. <laughs> all right. So whenever you get anything and you need to pipe up, by all means, pipe up. Uh, we got to go to the next caller here. Let's see. Who do we have? 515, you're on the air with Rose Winterbrook and Diane. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Hi. Thanks what's your call. name, then? Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. What can we do my for you? Question, um, my question is, do you see me getting into a relationship soon? next few months. Everybody's definition of soon is different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, the relationship I see coming sadly after Valentine's Day. This is coming sometimes. It feels like the end of February, middle of March. Um can even extend itself to April. Springtime. Yeah, I'm sorry? I said April. <laughs> oh, see, when's your working for April? Yeah, because I'm always sticking you with the relationship question. So I thought I'd, you know, I'd, I'd pull my own weight tonight. So I yelled out, Yay! And I see, yeah, you young, get into I, I see a gentleman coming in. And... <laughs> um, yeah, can you tell me anything about the person or how I'll recognize him or I see you getting shy, and like you know, and the girl, like the like the girls, like oh, he's talking to me. That type. I just that's the p- image they're sending along with um, what appears to be a grandmother in spirit is sending it. You're you're going to have butterflies in your tummy, is what I'm getting. Okay, so is this someone that I've met before, or someone completely new? I don't believe you know this person at the present time. I do. Someone new. Someone new, okay. Okay, well, great. I'm not getting a description for you, but, you know, spirit likes to play. Um, <laughs> they want it to be a surprise. Ah, oh, I hate surprises. <laughs> yeah, but you're no, going to say, this one you're going to like. Uh, not that I saw. I'm going to check again. Now, this one you're going to enjoy. Okay. Great. It's going to spring up sometime in the spring. (laughs) Spring. (laughs) Nicely well put. (laughs) All right. Okay. Thank you you very much. Have a lovely weekend. Good luck. You too. Bye. 352, you're on the air with Rose, Winterbrook, and Diane. Hi, Rose, Brooke, and Diane. How are you today? Good. How are you? Great. Who's 
are we speaking with? I'm sorry. This is Cindy. How are you? Hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Good. How are you? Hi. Well, I've had a rough day. I've had a rough day, but I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. Okay. Um, I was wondering if you have any insight for me on how to proceed from here and kind of what you see my attorney's att- uh, intentions were this morning. Um, like, I had a hearing this morning, and, I mean, all hell broke loose. I ended up having to fire my attorney on the spot. The judge is like, you can fire your attorney. I mean, she refused to speak to me before the hearing about my case. She, like, was cornered over with my ex-boyfriend's attorney, and they were like, they had, they already had a deal put together that they were going to push through, and she was furious that I showed up for the hearing. She got angry when she saw me there, and I told her I needed to talk to her. It was for an injunction for protection, and he already violated the injunction for protection. The, the state attorney called me this morning and actually told me to make sure I told her to request that, you know, to ask the judge to hold him in contempt for violating the injunction for protection. And she wouldn't even speak to me. She was furious. And then my ex-boyfriend's attorney started screaming, and she started yelling. And it was like, my the judge said, you could fire your attorney. And I'm like, well, she's not representing me, so I want to terminate just my case. I mean, yeah, I'm hearing you need a male have, attorney. Okay. That's what I'm getting. So if there's a different attorney you'll be you'll be moved to hire and he'll be male. Okay. Older. I feel like you need like a fatherly type attorney who'll make How you much? feel comfortable. In other words, mm-hmm. somebody who's experienced. Yeah, she was stabbing me in the back. I mean, she was literally he violated the injunction, she wouldn't respond to my emails, she wouldn't tell me where to file the you know, the to file it, and then she waited almost two weeks. I mean, she just, everything she was doing was whatever his attorney wanted. She was trying to comply with them and just giving me a runaround. Okay, what I'm getting is that you need to hire a male attorney. He's going to be older, like in his 50s or 60s. Um, Somebody who's well-seasoned, knows everybody in the bar. I mean, you know, the the lawyers, not the drinking bar. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's very calm, and he's going to kind of just say, you know, almost calm you down, like, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of this. And then let him go. Let, let, in other words, let him do his thing, and and okay. you'll be happy. How do I how do I find this attorney? Because there was two cases she was representing me on, both connected to my ex-boyfriend. And, like, um, I mean, stressful is an understatement beyond understatement. You might want to inquire with the Bar Association wherever you're located. I got the same thing. You could call the Bar Association and uh, for a list of attorneys. And also, you have a very strong intuitive sense, um, Cindy. You have a good mm-hmm. gut feeling, okay? Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So um, once you see the names that the Bar gives you, sometimes they don't, depending on the different our association. Also, just go in the phone book. I know that sounds dumb, but you'll be drawn to the name 
Yeah, definitely do that. I did that when I needed uh, an attorney, and I got a list of names from the phone book, and my mom came through and said, skip number one, go to number two, and it worked out perfectly. Wow. All right, but older gentlemen, 50s to 60s, well-seasoned and and well-known, and he knows all the players. Okay. He may not tell, ask you to, you know, he's going to cut you off a little bit when you try to talk, but he's going to take care of things to your, and you're going to be very happy. It's like he'll hear your story, and it's just, it's, it's a repeat of stories he's heard before, so he knows how to handle it. Okay? Okay. Here's the countdown. Good Thank luck. you for calling, Sam. Good luck with Thank your situation. You. Thank uh, you. Cindy, I'm well, thank you, Diane, for joining us this evening and being our guest. Yes, thank you. It was lovely to hear all your um, information. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was nice to have you much. here and learn more about you and what you do and get it out there. And also, again, people, this weekend, the Virtual Psychic Fair. And uh, check out Winterbrook and go to her website, Winterbrook. What is the website? Winterbrookmedium.com Winterbrook no, Winterbrook right? Check out that calendar She's got a lot of different activities And if you get to see one of her demos Or, or join her In one of the many uh, events that she has You will be delighted Thank you dear Thank you all Check out for calling in You guys in the chat room Thank you all for tuning in I will see you next Thursday at 7pm Good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye.